0: Greetings. Welcome to The Point Being, Ipsos' public polling podcast. Today is December 5th, 2018, episode 54. I am your host, Chris Jackson, joined by Mallory Newell.
1: Hi there. Happy December.
0: Happy December. So, this is our first podcast coming back from the holidays. We'll do a couple more before the Christmas break, and then we will see 2019. 2019 feels like the future. It feels like we should have flying cars, at least hoverboards. I don't know why we don't have these cool toys. Um, But I think I'm not the only one who sees that the future is not turning out exactly how we want. What does the American public think about the direction of the country, Mallory? Uh,
1: Well, if you look at our latest Ipsos Reuters core political numbers, um, things are pretty stable this week. So a majority of the American public continues to think that the country is headed off on the wrong direction. Uh, Just one in three Americans say that things are headed in the right direction. That's overwhelmingly um, people that identify as Republicans. Mm -hmm.
0: I guess Republicans feel most likely to be getting flying cars in the near future.
1: Or maybe most optimistic about 2020, which we are already talking about. (laughs) It's
0: never too early to talk about the next presidential election. Speaking of the president, how do people see the president?
1: Uh, President Trump's approval rating is relatively steady. He continues, as we've said a number of times on this podcast, uh, he tends to hover in the low to mid 40% range. That, Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, tends to be both his ceiling and his floor. Uh, This week is no exception. So 41% of Americans approve of the job that President Trump is doing.
0: Now that forty-one percent, though, in our polls, down a little bit. Like after the midterms, his numbers bumped up to forty-four. Forty-four, yeah. So it's it's slid a little bit as I guess the the post-election glow has worn off. I'm not sure, or maybe the stock market tumbling, uh, the Mueller investigation, any number of things could be driving his approval rating down.
1: Right. At this point, the president continues to really receive net positive ratings only on two things, which is the economy and then jobs and employment. Uh, The rest of the items, and that's everything from foreign policy to dealing with Congress to how he treats people like me, Uh, he's underwater on all of those. Hmm. Interesting.
0: So uh, speaking of the president, today is a sad day in Washington, D.C., as the funeral services for former President George H.W. Bush are being held across town. Um, this has definitely been, uh, the last few days, there's been a lot of reflection on 41's legacy, on sort of how people feel about him, a lot of people singing his praises of as a decent man, as a you know someone who history will look back on positively um it's of course too early to really evaluate what history is going to think but we actually did some research earlier this year asking the american public to evaluate the presidents since the end of world war ii um give us a sort of uh rating, if you will, on a 1 to 10 scale of excellence. And how did HW line up in that poll uh, back in February of this year?
1: Right. So this was a poll that we did with the UVA Center for Politics, who were also our partners throughout much of the, the midterm elections on the political atlas work that if you've listened to the past podcast episodes, you've probably heard us talk about. So mm-hmm. in this poll, what we did is we took a look at the, the 12 most recent presidents. So like Chris said, going back to um, the earliest one was Dwight Eisenhower. And what we find is that um, George H.W. Bush sort of stacks up kind of right in the middle Uh, Out of the 12 presidents that we asked people to rate on a scale from 1 to 10, with 10 being excellent, uh, George H.W. Bush is the fifth best president overall. Interestingly, he has the exact same average rating, 5.5, as his son, George W. Bush.
0: Who is eulogizing him today.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Was there any differences in how people saw the two or saw them relative to some of the other presidents?
1: Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about Republicans first. Obviously, George H.W. Bush was a Republican president, so I want to take a look at how members of his own party view him. Um, And when you look at those that identify as Republicans, H.W. Bush doesn't quite stack up as well as some other Republican presidents. Perhaps not surprisingly, Republicans feel most positive about Ronald Reagan, who earns a mean score of 8 out of 10. Among
0: Republicans.
1: Nearly excellent in terms of what Republicans think.
0: Right, the mythological figure of Ronald Reagan.
1: Absolutely. Um, And then second for Republicans is our current president, Donald Trump. So then um, H.W. Bush ranks fourth overall because he is just slightly edged out among Republicans by his son, uh, who earns a very slightly higher mean rating than he does. So basically among Republicans, George H.W. Bush is viewed as above average 6.5 out of 10, um, Mm -hmm. but certainly not as as stellar as the president that he served under as VP Ronald Reagan.
0: That's right. So it's interesting that, current Republicans, this is of course not Republican, people who consider themselves Republicans 20 years ago, really venerate Reagan, he's sort of a mythological figure almost, you know, a hero of lore, and then see Donald Trump as the paragon of the party, not either George W. or George H. W. Bush, um, interestingly enough.
1: Yeah. And something that I also found interesting, again, not trying to split hairs among family members here, but if you look at both Democrats and independents, uh, sort of the inverse of what we see among Republicans is true. And what I mean by that is George H.W. Bush earns very slightly higher ratings among Democrats and independents than George W. Bush does. Mm -hmm. So whereas Republicans are slightly more favorable toward... Bush 43, Dems and independents, perhaps look back a little bit more fondly. I mean, nothing overwhelmingly positive uh, toward Bush 41.
0: So maybe H.W. is actually seen as a more conciliatory, more bipartisan figure, even, I, even back in uh, the early part of this year before he passed.
1: Yeah, this this actually would be interesting to maybe revisit again in February, a year later, to see if things have changed now that Bush 41 has passed on.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, so on to less weighty topics. Uh, and there was an announcement uh, just before the holidays that Amazon selected the big internet real retailer, the behemoth...
1: HQ2. The
0: owner of the Washington Post. Uh, selected the Washington, D.C. region, specifically Crystal City in Virginia, uh, and Queens, New York, uh, in the New York City area, for the HQ2. Um, There's been lots of conversation about the impact of that on the community. So we decided to ask the community what they thought about HQ2 coming in and did a survey with D.C. metro residents and New York metro residents. And what did they tell us?
1: Um, Well, I I think there's two big takeaways from this survey, Chris. The first is that, generally speaking, D.C. and New York metro area residents are excited to welcome HQ2 to their cities. A vast majority in both cities think that Amazon locating operations in their area will be generally good for them. Uh, They're hopeful that Amazon will try to be a good corporate citizen in the New York Mm -hmm. and D.C. areas. Um, And just overall, they're happy that their local government won uh, the HQ2 bid. Now, I will say that those in D.C. are um, slightly more upbeat than our friends in New York. Again, um, both overwhelming majorities feel positive, but those in D.C. are slightly more likely to say that they're happy that their local government won the HQ2 bid.
0: Okay. Are there any causes for concern that this data is showing?
1: Yes. That's that's the second point that I was going to going to raise. Um, Nearly half of the people that we polled have concerns about what Amazon's presence will do to their daily life, and an equal number say that they felt like their local governments gave away too much to get Amazon HQ2 here. Um, I think when you look at this poll, one of the other things that we did was we asked people what their biggest concerns were about this region, and it's, it's quite telling I think you can actually see what some of their concerns about daily life might look like, because a vast majority in both DC and New York are concerned with traffic, with affordable housing, and with public transit infrastructure. Mm-hmm. All of things that a, a gigantic, um, you know, thousands of jobs coming to this Tens region, of thousands. HQ2 uh, presence is going to impact all of those things.
0: Mm-hmm. So so there are some, some concerns, some warning signs. There's some clear indications of what people are going to be most bothered by, traffic, housing, um, public, public transit as sort of the yeah. flip side of traffic. Uh, Amazon coming into town here and in New York um, probably might want to collaborate with the local government to make sure that there's not a huge impact on that.
1: Right. But... It's, it's nice to see that at least after this announcement, you know, in the, in the few weeks that followed, that people are generally upbeat and, according to this poll, are, despite their concerns, hoping for the best.
0: Well, that's a good no- note to leave this on, so I think I'll conclude the podcast with that. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week to see you again. Talk soon. Bye-bye.